Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the college admissions process podcast. I am your host, John Durante. And I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insights straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions, regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given podcast episode You should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.collegeadmissionstalk.com collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, everybody, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Jade Ian Heller. Jade is an admissions representative at Adelphi University on Long Island in New York. Jade, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Jade, why don't we begin by you just telling us about yourself related to being an admissions representative. What was your journey and how did you become an admissions representative? Sure. So I grew up on Long Island. I went to uh, Copac High School. And when I went away to college, I got a work study job and I actually chose to work in the Office of Admissions. So I was a student ambassador. I would be the one who would take students on tours. I would do outreach to students, so making phone calls to them, helping to update their applications. Um, As I did that for four years in college, I always had in the back of my mind that this might be something that I would enjoy doing in the future because I love the college atmosphere in general as well as uh, the people I worked with. And I am a kind of outgoing person. um, So I don't mind, you know, having to talk to people on the phone or meeting with them. Um, I like making those connections with people. So while it wasn't a job that I took directly out of high school, it was something that I always had in the back of my mind. And when I saw a job listing appear, I knew I had to apply. So I've been at Adelphi for um, going on three years now. So it sounds like you are a true leader, a true go-getter, if you will, something that, you know, many high school students, if they want to differentiate themselves, right? An admissions rep, obviously everyone sees the transcript, everybody sees the grades, but many times the questions become, what makes you different? What makes you stand out? What are you going to do to make our college or university better? And just hearing you speak, you know, it's almost like I want to give that advice to the high school students, right? To make them understand that... Whether you're in high school or you're going to a college, you're going to be a part of something that's bigger than you, right? And you have Mm -hmm. to show that passion that you want to be a part of it, but also what are you going to do to contribute to it, right? So in your case, being a student ambassador, being a leader, you know, eventually becoming an admissions representative, I think, you know, if, if there's any advice to students, right, it's really thinking about what can they do to make whatever school they're in better, 
Of course, yeah. And getting involved is such an important part of college. I always tell students that you really get out of it what you put into it. Um, it's very intimidating for a lot of students when you first start college, um, especially if you're going somewhere where you don't know a lot of people. Um, but really putting yourself out there a little bit outside of your comfort zone and getting involved will make all the difference in your college experience. And thank you for that. I totally agree. And I hope uh, all the students out there and the parents are listening. So, Jade, Adelphi University, right, obviously located in a beautiful suburb on Long Island, a short car ride or a train ride away from Manhattan. I know that your uh, classes, for the most part, are, you know, 20 students or less, which is a great plus. So what is it about Adelphi University that you would want students to you know, apply to? What is it that you offer, not only in the classrooms, but beyond, um, where students would say, you know, I really want to apply to that university? Sure. So, you know, Adelphi is a medium-sized private university. Um, that was the type of school I was looking for when I was going away because it gives you that personalized, individualized education. Um, you have to be very honest with yourself when you're deciding which school is going to be a good fit for you. I knew off the bat that I am not a morning person. So if I had an 8 a.m. lecture hall where the professor wasn't going to notice if I was there or not, I probably would have hit snooze on my alarm a few more times than I should have. So <laughs> having those smaller class sizes where the professor knows your name, knows you know when you're showing up to class, when you're paying attention, participating – that helps keep me accountable. Um, and, you know, that's something that is the same for Adelphi students. And it works really well because over 95% of them are either continuing their education or are employed within the first six months after graduation. Um, so that personalized piece at Adelphi is so important. We really stress it with all of our programs. Additionally, I think Adelphi really prides itself on hands-on learning. Um, you know, I don't think anyone wants to sit in lecture halls for hours on end having that hands-on piece. So, you know, if you're going to be an exercise science major, they encourage you to work in the human performance labs or even work as a personal trainer in the gym to other students. For our nursing students, we have the um, state-of-the-art simulation labs where students work with lifelike mannequins that actually can talk, uh, bleed, throw up, give birth. Um, so it's a really great way to get that hands-on experience before you're dealing with actual humans. Um, or even just for our business students, you know, a large majority of them actually have paid internships during their time at Adelphi. So we want to make sure you're getting so much experience before you're even leaving campus that you feel totally confident that you're going to be a wonderful candidate for a job in the future. And being so close to Manhattan, I would imagine that there are tremendous opportunities um, in terms of internships. Um, there must be so many partnerships with businesses, not only on Long Island, but obviously, you know, in, in the entire tri-state area of Manhattan being the, the, the heart of it all. What about students that have IEPs? I remember when I was doing my own research for one of my daughters who did have an IEP in high school, I was really impressed with all of the programs that Adelphi University offered students that just needed that little extra help. Could you elaborate on that and tell us a little bit about the programs you offer? Of course, yeah. So Adelphi offers a number of different programs depending on exactly what the students are looking for. So the first thing we have is the learning resource program. That's going to be for students who have a documented learning disability. Um, and that program can be completely individualized to students depending on how much help or support they might need. Um, even for students that maybe fall below that traditional admissions guidelines, 
that learning resource program can kind of say, hey, we see the potential in this student, we want to take them on, and you can work closely with them to build out your own programs. Um, the learning resource program is going to pair you not only with a educational counselor, but a social counselor as well, just because there might be some additional stress or anxiety transitioning to college, um, you know, not maybe having mom or dad help you with your homework every night. Um, so they will help you with that. They'll teach you time management skills, organization skills. And the great thing about that program is that they love when students don't participate in the program for all four years. So if you feel like after the first year or the first two years, you have built those skills yourself and you do not need that additional assistance anymore, you don't have to stay in that program all four years. So they like to see that the students kind of graduate from them, so to say. Um, we also have our Bridges to Adelphi program, which is going to be for students who are on the autism spectrum or have nonverbal learning disabilities. Um, so that's going to be more of social support on campus for students. We have the uh, first sensory room in a university in the United States was at Adelphi. Um, and then outside of those two kind of more structured programs, we also have the student access office. So if you don't feel that you need the full support of, you know, that comprehensive program, you can always go to the student access office for things like test accommodations or note taking accommodations, any type of reasonable, reasonable request you might need on campus. That is fantastic. And again, I was so impressed when I was doing my my own research going through it with uh, both of my daughters, one of whom had a, an IEP. Is that a separate application for the comprehensive program or is it something that, you know, you would just go to the office later on once you're on campus? So if you wanted to apply to be in the program as an incoming freshman, there is a separate application on our website for the learning resource program, just because they do require that documentation. Um, for the Bridges to Adelphi program, it's not a separate application. It's more of an interest form because they like to set up a either Zoom meeting or phone call with families just to get to know you better. Like I said, these programs, it's not one size fits all. Almost every single student who is involved in either the Learning Resource Program or the Bridges to Adelphi Program has their own unique set of structure and help and support because every student is different. So they like to just get that information ahead of time so that they can see how to best service you. So a lot of times parents are afraid to disclose whether or not their child had an IEP, a 504 in high school. So I, personally, I think it's fantastic, you know, that Adelphi has a separate application if, in fact, you need help. Um, you know, again, I have no problem disclosing that one of my children needed that help. Um, and, you know, you, you just have to be honest in the uh, application process. I know a lot of people are afraid, you know, to mention that they were given some extra supports. And I appreciate that Adelphi has this separate application process so that, you know, you're not only transitioning to college, but you're going to put programs in place to make sure that the child graduates after four years, hopefully. So I think that's fantastic. So kudos to Adelphi for those programs. And thank you for sharing. Of course. My next question is regarding the freshman class. What is the average profile of the current freshman class? Sure. So last year's incoming class had a 3.5 GPA which is equivalent to an 88 or a B plus, depending on how your school um, determines grades. 
We have gone test optional through spring 2023, and we are, you know, working towards making that uh, decision to see if we're going to extend that. That was done through the pandemic. Um, but when we did still require testing, our average SAT was around a 1200, which is around a 2425 for the ACT. Fantastic. So what would you say to a student that's interested in Adelphi University, but they fall a little short? They're not quite that uh, B plus. They're a B student, maybe a low B student. What other things can they do to enhance their application? Sure. So the first thing I always like to mention to students is those are just averages. So, you know, there are students that are going to fall above that B plus and students that fall below that B plus. The other thing is we do kind of look at the whole picture with applications holistically. So, I always mention to students, especially when it comes into, should I submit my test scores? Should I not submit my test scores? Look, not everybody is a great test taker. We understand that. So if you don't feel confident with standardized testing and you don't think it's going to benefit your application, you know, you're not required to submit that. But the same can go for the opposite if maybe there was a year during high school where life happened and, you know, your grades couldn't be the most important thing. Or maybe it took you a while to find your footing in school and your grades didn't really become strong until the end of your sophomore into junior year. Having stronger test scores can help kind of balance that out. It shows that, you know, you have the potential, you just needed a little extra time to get there. Um, the other thing we like to mention is we do have a program called the General Studies Learning Community. This is going to be specifically for students who fall below that general criteria. Um, basically, your first year, you'd be limited to just 13 credits a semester, and you'd be taking classes that work towards your general education requirements, which are classes that all students, no matter your major, have to take. So it's not like you're, you know, quote unquote, wasting time taking these classes. You'd have to take them anyway. But we pair that with some time management and like study skill workshops as well to kind of build a nice strong core foundation before matriculating into one of our majors at the end of the first year. So there are options for students and we do look at every single application individually. That That is truly fantastic. I'm so impressed with all of the uh, offerings at Adelphi. And again, when I did my research, um, you know, that's why I'm so happy that I'm meeting with you because I knew that you had so much to offer. And there's a lot of students and parents that, you know, are wondering about these types of programs. And not every university offers it, but Adelphi is actually very strong. How could parents get more information on this? Obviously, check your website, but is there is a specific tab on your website where they could get more information if they're curious about these programs? Sure. So one of the things that I always tell families is once you... Um, either submit an interest form or attend any of Adelphi's events, you'll start getting emails from your student's personal enrollment counselor. Um, once you have that point of contact, you can feel free to reach out to us directly for any questions you may have. We don't mind doing that legwork for you guys. Um, reach out to us. We're happy to either answer the questions directly for you or connect you with someone who can answer it more efficiently. So, you know, if families have general questions about the learning resource program or any of our programs, I can usually answer those. But when it gets into more in-depth, I'm happy to say, hi, I've actually CC'd um, Rosemary on this email. She can set up a Zoom appointment with you to really go in-depth with those questions. So we are, you know, your first line of defense for any questions you may have. That's terrific. Thank you so much. So obviously, as an admissions representative, you received the transcript. 
And obviously that shows all of the grades, the courses that a student has taken. So one of the things that a student can do to really enhance their application is obviously provide a strong college essay. Could you give us examples of an essay that really stuck with you where when you read it, you said, I, I really have to meet this kid? Sure. So one of my favorite essays, um, and I, I bring it up a lot, was actually a student just describing him and his mother cooking their favorite meal together in the kitchen. And it was just very refreshing because a lot of students may think that they need to write um, about like this big event that happened in their life or, um, and sometimes students feel bad because they're like, well, I, maybe I haven't done anything. I haven't left the country or thankfully nothing super traumatic has happened to me. I don't, I don't have a lot of adversity to write about. Um, but this student just wrote about his everyday life and it was just so nice to get a little glimpse into getting to know him better because really that's what the essay is for. We just want to know who you are as a person. Um, so. I think writing about the details of your life can sometimes just be a great way to get to know you. And I guess to simplify it, it's really an opportunity for students to give you a window into who they are, what their personalities are. Any other advice in terms of writing the essay? And I love that, cooking with mom in the kitchen. You know, I used to do that many years ago. So any other advice around the, uh, the college essay? I think don't get hung up on what you think people want to read. I think it's more important for you to write what you want to write because we can tell when students are kind of just like trying to over exaggerate things just because they think that that's what we want to hear when honestly we just really want to get to know them better because that's the only part of the application that can be truly personalized. You know, your your transcripts are your transcripts. Every other student from your school has that paper that looks exactly the same that's coming to us. But on a more like technical side, proofread, <laughs> you know, make sure you read it out loud to yourself, make sure it kind of makes sense. Um, and then the other thing I always recommend is when students are submitting an essay on the Common app, they need to remember that that one essay is getting sent to all the schools that they are sending that out to. So sometimes you read a really great essay and they say, and that's why I want to go to Syracuse University. And it's like, okay, well, then I know you don't want to go to Adelphi, which is totally fine. Um, we're not going to be the perfect fit for every student. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with a more selective school, if, you know, it's a highly competitive school, if you do something like that on an essay, that might, you know, take you out of the running for a spot there. So that's something to really consider uh, when you're submitting your, your essay and your application. That's a fantastic piece of advice. What about recommendation letters. Usually colleges ask for two. Usually it's from an academic teacher. Could you give us some insight in terms of letters that inspire and letters that perhaps don't when it's coming from, you know, a teacher? Sure. So I have read great recommendation letters from teachers where the student actually did not do well in their class. So I always say it's hard to be a rock star in every single subject. Um, Chemistry was not the subject for me. I never did well in it. Um, but so for a student to submit a recommendation letter from their chemistry teacher, and maybe they got a C in the class, and normally you would think like, you know, that's not who can really speak to your strengths. But the teacher was actually talking about how the grade on the paper did not represent the student's work ethic in the class. They did extra help when it was whenever it was offered. They were always participating in class. It was just a subject matter that they weren't good in. Um, so seeing that kind of puts that grade into perspective. It's not like the student just wasn't doing their homework or not showing up. Um, 
they were there, it was just a hard subject for them. So getting that insight can be really helpful. I know that sometimes that's not who you would think you want to sing your praises, um, but that's always great. And then anyone who really knows you personally. So don't, um, you know, overlook asking maybe an employer or a coach or a community leader, um, anyone who really knows you and can speak to what a great asset you would be to any college or university is going to help make your application stand out. That's terrific advice. And, you know, it's all about growth mindset. You know, if a student, you know, pulled a C but worked really hard to get that C because, like you said, they're not a chemistry person, but maybe they're really good in social studies and English. Um, you know, just showing that growth from a teacher where you didn't get the A um, could certainly be beneficial as well. So great advice. I really appreciate it. What about students aspiring to play sports in college? Uh, any advice, you know, in terms of how to go about the college application process for someone wanting to play at the collegiate level? Sure. So I always recommend whenever a student brings up to me that they're interested in playing in college, on our um, athletics website, so it is slightly different from our adelphi.edu, I believe it's aupanthers.com um, or .edu, I apologize. Um, but <laughs> on that website, we have a prospective student athlete form. It will list every single sport that we offer. And basically, it's going to be an interest form for a student to fill out with their contact information that gets sent to the coaches. And then the coaches will do outreach to the students just to, you know, make that connection, get to know you a little bit better. So that's always the first step if you're interested in playing on the collegiate level. The other thing I always tell students is that you know, we have other sports other than the NCAA Division II sports. So if you're interested in playing club sports, that's still a competitive level. You still have to try out for the team. You'll play other schools. Um, and then we also have intramural level sports. So depending on what kind of time commitment you're looking for, there'll definitely be something for everybody. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And how about, you know, with COVID, have there been any new trends in the college admissions process that you could share with us? Sure. So we initially went test optional for um, the SAT and ACT. That is something that we are, the university as a whole, will be voting on to see if we'll be extending that. Right now it's through spring 2023. Um, but that's definitely one of the biggest trends we saw. A lot of schools went test optional. And that really had us focus more on other parts of the application. So, you know, we looked more at the um, like the core GPA. So, you know, your English GPA, your history GPA, things like that. Um, your essays and letters of recommendation really started to stand out even more because we were trying to get to know you a little bit better without that extra piece. Um, as for you know, trends in college in general, we have seen such a, a spike in applications for our health sciences, biology, nursing. Um, a lot of students, I believe, you know, became more aware of the role that these, these people in our society played. And so they wanted to kind of step up and help as well. So nursing has always been a popular major at Adelphi. Um, you know, we have seen such an influx of applications for that, which, you know, is going to make the the program more competitive. Um, but we also have a new health sciences major. So there are different tracks with like biomedical or healthcare administration and leadership. Um, so there's a lot of different options for students if they want to follow that trend. Fantastic. And thank you for that. How important is it for students to actually visit campus? Do you track that kind of information in terms of helping you 
determine whether or not you're going to accept a, a student or is it something that you don't look at at all? Sure. Yeah. So we do track demonstrated interest. A college is just like any other relationship you'd have, whether it's a friendship or whatever, you know, you want to make sure that that student says interested in you as you are in them. Um, so I always say, first and foremost, one of the biggest pieces of information and recommendations that I give to students is visit as many schools as possible. Um, one, that's going to show the school that you're interested in. Two, it's going to let you know if you like that school. Do you like the campus? Do you like um, the clubs and organizations they have? Do you like you know, the layout of where the buildings are in relation to the residential halls and things like that? Um, but yeah, definitely if you are interested in doing interviews and things like that with your admissions counselor, it's not required, but it definitely can help, um, especially if a student feels like they might be more of a borderline student, showing that they're really interested in Adelphi and knowing that we might be their first choice can help us really advocate for them and say, you know, I think that they would do well here given the chance. So you mentioned an interview with the admissions counselor. How can a student prepare for that interview? What are the kinds of things that they should uh, talk about to really show that they're really interested in Adelphi University? Sure. So um, if you have a major that you're interested in, um, doing a little bit of research on that major and the things that we offer can be helpful. But that's also our job to help provide that information as well. Um, you know, making sure that you have questions. Sometimes students you know, request an interview and we set it up and, and then they're just like, I don't really have any questions. So, um, you know, we want to ask you <laughs> questions as much as we want you to ask us questions. Um, you know, finding out exactly what programs you're interested in, clubs and organizations. And then we might ask you questions about, you know, just what you're most looking forward to for college. Um, you know, if you tell us that you're most interested in going to a school that has, you know, 50,000 students, I'd say, okay, that is wonderful, but we might not be the best fit for you. But it's mostly, mostly just getting to know you better um, so that we can help either provide more information in a subject that you're interested in, or, you know, maybe show you a program that you might have overlooked in the past. Right. So definitely coming prepared, obviously having visited the campus, knowing where it's located, knowing the layout, having an idea of where, what you want to major in. Um, certainly researching your website, but I get it. You don't want to show up to an interview and say, I don't really have any questions. That doesn't help your candidacy for, for admissions. So great advice. I appreciate the uh, conversation more than you know. In closing, and this is the last question that I'm going to ask on every podcast, what are the three top pieces of advice or recommendations you would give to students and their parents getting ready to apply to college? The first is visit and engage with that school. Like I said, that's going to let you know if you like that school, if you want to go to that school. Um, even if there are schools that maybe you can't visit because maybe they're across the country and you just can't, you know, schedule that that time to go, visit a lot of schools locally and make note of what you like and what you don't like, and then look for schools that offer those similar either programs or services that you would, were looking for. Um, the second is don't be afraid to do it alone. Um, you know, a lot of kids want to apply where maybe their friends are going, or if you do up, wind up applying and getting accepted where um, a, a classmate is going, don't be afraid to not room with them. Um, I always tell students they're 
you're more likely to have more friends on the first day if you and your friend from high school are in separate rooms because now you each have your own roommate. You know that many more people on campus and will have extra people to do things with. And the last bit of advice I always tell students, um, the parents might not like it as much, but I tell the students that they need to pick a school that is the right fit for them. Not for their parents, not for their friends, not for their teachers. It needs to be the right fit for them because that's the only way you're really going to thrive in college. Jay, those are tremendous pieces of advice. I cannot thank you enough for being on the podcast. Looking forward to having you back. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate your time. And uh, I know it's very helpful to all of the students and the parents out there. And uh, we hope to have you again. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.